0: Are you ready? We ready for the Buck Blue Show on this Thursday here on Atlanta Sports Station. The Fan, 680 and 93.7. Man, we're streaming at 680thefan.com. And we've got that fan mobile app. What about you? That's driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. And you might be listening on a smart speaker. Sponsored by South Point Financial Services. 10 o'clock hour on the fan, brought to you by the Howg Law Group. The gang's all here. Road Dog Gillespie in the house today. How about that? Derek Thomas ready to roll. Sean Nerney slipped in the back door today. Hey, now. Nerney, I didn't see you come in. Normally, you're walking in with your breakfast. You didn't get breakfast this
1: morning? Uh, no. Uh hit a little snag on a 285 uh, northbound this morning, so uh, I'm going hungry for the next four hours. Woo! And there goes the breakfast.
0: You know, I didn't have any either. I was hoping maybe the locker room show. Somebody was late and they had to bring in some biscuits or something. Road Dog, you got anything we can eat on? If anybody wants
1: to bring anything, I mean, I'm open. We're up at the battery. I
0: mean, a donut or something, right? I mean, it's it's brunch now. So if you hear some odd noise, it's my stomach growling this morning. Nernie, what do you say we go ahead and get to work?
2: Fox. Big Take.
0: All right, the Big Take news after the show ended yesterday dropped about JT Daniels transferring to West Virginia. Now, he had to finish up his requirements at UGA, graduate, he had already transferred once, so he had to graduate to transfer and be eligible immediately. So a lot of speculation about where JT was going to end up, and, you know, he's looking all over the country. I mean, you're looking at Oregon State, and uh you know, you hear about West Virginia. Where's he going to end up? Well, now we know he's going to be a mountaineer. And I know a lot of people confused. Why West Virginia? Virginia. Why the mountaineers? Well, it's it's pretty easy, really, to explain why. And I'm a why guy, too. I always want to know why. But I know the why on this one, and that is he's got a previous relationship, working relationship, with the West Virginia offensive coordinator, Graham Harrell. They worked together at USC. That's not South Carolina. I'm talking about Southern California. They were together there. So JT Daniels is comfortable with his new position coach, Graham Harrell. He is comfortable with the offensive system that Graham Harrell is running. So there's nothing new to learn about the system, which many times can be a big step for a lot of quarterbacks. You know, you're walking in new terminology, uh, new route uh, combinations, uh, just uh, new formations, all of this. So he knows Graham Harrell uh, very well, having played for him, and also knows his system like the back of his hand. So not a lot of transition for JT Daniels on the field. Looking at what Graham Harrell likes to do, what he loves to do is have the quarterback at the line of scrimmage going no huddle, up-tempo. The quarterback at the line of scrimmage making calls, getting to the right play, which JT Daniels is very good at doing those things. Now, they're going to line up. They're going to have four wide. you are going to have JT Daniels in the shotgun, running back next to him, And they're going to pass that football all three levels. You're going to see them under Graham Harrell throwing it short, throwing it intermediate, throwing it deep when there's an opportunity to do so. And you might be wondering, well, what about JT Daniels, the people around him, about the other 10 guys in the huddle? As I understand it, the Mountaineers have all five of their offensive linemen coming back, which can make a quarterback feel a little more comfortable. And he's got some weapons to get the ball to also. And when I look at JT Daniels and I see the the system fit, he fits this system at West Virginia. And you look at the skill set of JT Daniels, a guy that can recognize the defense, what they're about to do before the snap of the ball, line of scrimmage calls. He's very smooth and comfortable diagnosing the defense, getting into the play call. And you look at the other 10 guys that will be around him at West Virginia, five offensive linemen coming back, weapons to throw the ball to. He's got an opportunity to be the best quarterback in the Big 12. Now you're thinking, Big 12, Blue, are you right about that? Yeah, West Virginia's in the Big 12. And I know that sounds odd, but they are. He's got a chance to be the best quarterback in the Big 12. Certainly one of the top quarterbacks in the Big 12. So I think if you're looking for a grade from me on JT Daniels going to West Virginia, I'm going to give it a B plus, B+. And I'm downgrading the A to a B+, plus because of off the field. I mean, this has got to be a transition, right? You're talking about an L.A. kid going to Morgantown? Talk about a culture change. Uh, Athens, as he uh, has commented already, uh, was just a lovely place, a wonderful place to be for an L.A. kid. Not lower Alabama. I'm talking about Los Angeles. For a kid from L.A. going to Athens, man, he uh, he fit in uh, very well there in Athens. And wouldn't everybody? But this is Morgantown, folks. So you're talking about a culture
1: change. Take me home.
0: I can remember Kincaid telling the story about uh, Temple going to Morgantown to play West Virginia in basketball. And I think he was like an intern or something helping out with the broadcast. He was getting spit on, man, doing the basketball broadcast. So, look, JT, I would normally give JT Daniels an A for the fit in the transfer, but I'm going to downgrade to a B-plus because of the culture change that he's going to experience here in Morgantown. I would imagine JT, though, is going to be all business. He is a guy that's looking to show up at West Virginia, have a huge season, impress these NFL scouts, and then make his move to the National Football League. So wishing JT the very best there at West Virginia. and Just stay in the video room and get your work done and you won't have to worry about the culture a heck of a lot all right i wanted to get into g-day too uh, by the way we've got josh brooks the athletic director at georgia coming up in the bulldog roundtable at ten thirty-five on the show today looking forward to that uh, right now i want to talk about g-day And as a former quarterback, man, I'm always focused on the wide receivers. And I think most every quarterback is. I mean, this is where you're drawn to. All right, who are the guys that are going to run down the field and catch that ball? And so I'm focused on the wide receiver group at Georgia coming into this G-Day, which I'm excited to go over and see. And I hope that rain holds off. Road dog, can we get the uh, rain to uh, either show up early or show up later after G-Day? I mean, my goodness, we can't have rain on G-Day.
2: Yeah, we got to get it to show up beforehand because after G-Day, we got the baseball game. I was going to head over and watch the Dogs take on A&M.
0: Who were playing very well, by the way. Anyway, so uh, quarterbacks love wide receivers. I'm no different. And so I'm looking at this wide receiver group, and i tell you what, I'm excited about seeing Arian Smith, the explosive slot receiver who was dinged up all season long last year. I'm anxious to see where he's at. Uh, he and McConkey could be a dangerous combination, working that slot receiver. Add Mitchell, I want to see his progress, no doubt about it. Harris Jackson, I know he can play. But uh, I'm anxious to see uh, Dom Blaylock is who I'm anxious to really put my eyes on. Now, uh, Blaylock is a guy, should be an easy dog to be cheering for out there Bulldog Nation. Because of the adversity that he's faced already in his career at Georgia. I mean, his freshman year, he showed out. He was balling that freshman year. He was showing you things that thought, oh, this guy's going to be a star. And then came the knee injury. The surgery. The rehab. Makes his way all the way back. Boom. More adversity. Tears the same knee surgery again, rehab. It's almost been two years, two years removed almost from that second knee surgery. And if you watch closely, you were able to see him getting, get in four games at the end of last season, played against Michigan in the orange bowl for a minute. I believe that was his fourth game. So he did not play in the natty because they wanted to maintain that red shirt. Apparently he's got two years to play left at Georgia but the perseverance that Dom Blaylock has had to undertake and deal with I'm a big story I'm a big uh, I'm a big fan of watching individuals that somehow persevere during the tough times and come out the other side and have success so I'm pulling for Dom Blaylock come on man we're pulling for you Bulldog Nation should be totally behind him, too. We had Zeus, who went through sort of the same thing at running back. Now waiting to see where Don Blaylock is and hoping to get a good look at him over at G-Day. Reportedly, he's had a solid spring. Now Kirby is not allowing the media to spend a lot of time at practice. Afraid the word will get out on some some of the secrets they've got over there in Athens. Most coaches are a little... Paranoid about those kind of things, but the media hadn't seen a lot. But, uh, you know, sources are telling me that Dom has had a really solid spring. And as I look at the way this thing's going to shake down, he's got an opportunity to grab one of those starting spots in a three wide receiver formation, or at least be in the rotation. And he's experienced, he's a veteran receiver, he's reliable. He's dependable. Things that quarterbacks love out of their wide receivers. And you look at Georgia, a lot of young wide receivers. So Stetson Bennett, I'm sure, looks at Don Blaylock, and there's a comfort that comes over Stetson because you know this guy knows where he needs to be on every single play. Smooth route runner, really good hands. And the one thing I'm looking to find out about Don Blaylock. As a freshman, when he was balling out, he showed off this explosiveness. He would disappear on you, man. So I'm wondering, two years removed from the second same knee surgery, where the explosiveness level is. But uh, there's my little G-Day rant on the show today. Let's get to the Buck Blue Show headline brought to you by our good friends at Grease Monkey. They work fast. They do the job right. Go to GreaseMonkeyAuto.com to find out locations and special offers. And settled in, watched some uh, Hawks basketball last night in that play-in game. And the Hawks blew out the Hornets, which was fun to see. Uh, And, you know, a lot of talk about Trey. Trey getting off to a really slow start shooting the ball. And and I understand why the focus is on Trey Young. Ice Cold Trey is the leader of this team. He's a, a baller. He should be one of the... You know, on the uh, all NBA team, uh, number two or three. I don't even think he made any of the top three teams. How can that be? But, you know, most of the focus is on Trey, and I understand that. He had a cold night early in the game, really uh, did well in the second half. But I'll tell you what, the guy that stood out to me for the Hawks last night, that was the real difference maker in separating from Charlotte last night, was DeAndre Hunter. He was money. Are the kids still saying that money? He was outstanding. In the game last night, 22.7 boards, got off to a really good start and played four quarters of quality basketball. DeAndre Hunter is a guy that can help carry the Hawks on Friday night as they go to Cleveland in a win-or-go-home situation against the Cavaliers coming up Friday night. Trying to compete and win that eight seed, uh, three and one against the Cavs this season in the regular season, that probably means nothing. If DeAndre Hunter and Trey Young can help lead the Hawks to a victory over the Cavs on Friday, Hawks move into the, uh, the normal playoff situation. They'll start the series with a heat on Sunday afternoon at one o'clock. And there's your Buck show headline brought to you by our good friends at Grease Monkey. Coming up next, we're going to chop it up. Braves, a uh, tough day yesterday afternoon, wrapping up this home trip. We'll get you ready for the road trip and what's going on in San Diego. And Josh Brooks, the J. Reed Parker, Director of Athletics at the University of Georgia, will be with us for the Bulldog Roundtable, 35 after the hour. Glad you're with us. Let's get it done, man. Buck Belusio here on The Fan, 680 and 93.7. family-owned and operated automotive group. And today, third-generation family members like Stacy, along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members, are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on. And that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit jimellis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
3: A lifetime of hard work. Children laughing in the kitchen. Family photos on a restaurant wall. A legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation.
0: Atlanta Sports Station, the fan, glad you're with us today. And you got a chance to win
2: VIP
0: Braves Experiences. And you can win today. Thursday, uh, that's today, right? Four to six at Racetrack, Nelson Brogdon Boulevard, and Sugarloaf. If you live in that neck of the woods here in Metro Atlanta, got a chance to get out, see the fan promo team, and get registered for your chance to win. And what are you going to win? Well, you got a chance to win sweet tickets—not uh, not good tickets. We're talking sweet tickets, as in S U I T E, silver seat tickets. Uh, those are good ones, by the way. You got coolers, Braves kits, Coors Light, aluminum cups, T-shirts, koozies, and I'm sure they've got much, much more details. You can find out at six uh, eighty thefan dot slash racetrack friday they'll be out and about in peachtree corners and saturday in marietta
2: what do you say we chop it up time to talk braves let's chop it up presented by howg law group your local personal injury attorneys com. my right,
0: braves coming off a three and four homestand wasn't it fun man i enjoyed the homestand even though uh, you know sort of a a start that, you know, you're not really proud of. But three and four, hey, we're getting the season started, no problem. Got some rings, cheered on the team, packed the house. I mean, it was awesome, these first seven games, regardless of the record. But uh, Braves, uh, some of the Braves looking really, really good during the homestand. And the guy that really jumped out at me was was Marcel Ozuna. Nine for 28 in the homestand. Had five extra base hits, 18 total bases, couple of bombs. Hitting in the middle of the lineup, doing some damage, raking. Man, it looked like he, he's in the form he was in uh, two years ago when, when he was just tearing it up. I had Snit on the show yesterday, and I asked him about Ozona.
1: He had a really good spring. He he came to camp number one really great shape. I mean, he's really dedicated himself to, to having a big year, and it's really good to see him get off the mark like he has this first week.
0: Yeah, it really is. And he apologized to the team first day in spring training about what happened off the field last season, and uh, got fit. Really great shape coming in. Boy, he looks good. Uh, he he's going. He keeps this up. We're looking at a guy who's going to drive in 100 runs this season. So really happy about that DT.
4: It seems like just about every ball he hits, he squares up and hits yeah, it hard. He might hit it right hard, at somebody, man. but that exit velocity as they talk yeah. about. Whew. Yeah,
0: man. I like to see him out there on base chopping. Azuna, that is a good sign what we've seen in the first seven days. All right, let's get ready for the road trip. I'm going to break it down here quickly. Uh, Braves open their road schedule out in San Diego later tonight. Padres, they've opened the season four and three. They went three and one in Phoenix. They opened on the road. They went, uh, took three of four from uh, the Diamondbacks in Phoenix and then lost two of three in San Francisco. So four and three start for the Padres. They're not scoring a lot of runs. Three runs in their last two games, which isn't going to win you many. No wonder they dropped that series in San Francisco. You got Machado hitting second. Uh, Voit coming over from the Yankees. The DH hitting fourth, hitting cleanup. You got Hosmer in there hitting fifth. So there's some names you'll recognize. No Tatis. Tatis uh, broke his left wrist during the lockout. Fell off his motorcycle, I think it was. Back in March, had surgery. It looks like he's going to miss at a minimum three months. So don't have to deal with Tatis in this series, which is a good thing. All right, we got Morton going tonight. We got Kyle Wright, who's put it together big time. Apparently got some confidence pitching in the World Series. uh, Really successful, and he's carried that over to the spring. And his first start, he was lights out. Anderson trying to get his act together. We'll go in game three. And Enoa, don't even get me started. Enoa going in the finale. That'll be a ESPN Sunday night game at 7 o'clock to wrap up the four-game series. Braves tonight, their lineup, batting order. We're going to face Joe Musgrove, who is a San Diego native. And went some other places first, early in his career, and now finds himself back in San Diego, which is awesome for him. He's a 29-year-old right-hander. One of those guys you look at and think, you know what, he looks like a pitcher in the major leagues. Six-foot-five, slim and trim, looks like a major league pitcher. You're going to see a four-seam fastball. He's going to throw 92-93 is where it's going to sit. You're going to see him use his breaking balls, too. You uh, just watched the highlight reel of Musgrove earlier this morning. You're seeing him backdoor the left-handed hitters with the breaking ball. They give up on it. Looks like it's going to be outside, and then he'll break back over the outside part of the, the plate, and he'll get a strike on that. He'll sweep it low, in to the, low and away to the right-handed batters, righty on righty. So he's got a slider and a, a curveball he's going to mix in there. You'll see a changeup and a cutter he will mix uh, occasionally in to his repertoire. Had a no-hitter last season against the Rangers <clears throat> and his ERA 3.18 last season. So the Braves are going to face a quality starter in the game tonight. Let's hear I had Snid, as I mentioned yesterday, appeared on the Buck Belus show and I asked him about the road trip.
1: It's going to be a rough road trip, and, and it always is when you go west, man. It's never easy, but you know we're looking forward to it. Like I say, we've it's been a great first week here with all the celebrations and everything, and we're back into baseball, man. We're back into the grind. Gotta love it.
0: Braves will now focus. You know these players, they get on the road trip now. All you got to do is just thinking about, uh, think about the the game, think about baseball. You know, at home you you got these other distractions going on. So hopefully the Braves will uh, see guys like Dansby will pick it up. And there's the Blue show chopping it up for you. Great having Snit on yesterday. That was fantastic. Wonderful. So uh, looking forward to uh, the podcast. I've got that dropping later today. For me, it's going to be uh, Bucks Beat is going to be a G-Day preview. And you'll hear from Kirby Smart on my uh, podcast episode number 58 and you want more uh, than just the host talking on the shows well most of us have podcasts and you can check out our array of incredible podcasts uh the podcast park is brought to you by associated credit union from braves to dogs really uh football we got you covered on every single topic uh 643 podcast you got the uh, frozen rope report southern beat from the perch uh Even Beer Guys Radio. So we got you covered on these podcasts. Want to invite you to check that out. You can find it wherever it is you get your podcast or just go to the podcast park brought to you by Associated Credit Union. And again, my uh, podcast, uh, episode 58, will drop later today, a G-Day preview. It's time now for an NFL Top 5.
2: The best in college football and the NFL. 5 5 4 it's time for buck baloo's top five
4: all right dt what you got today well like i'm feeling like we might have to start a new uh particular segment within the nfl top five dummy of the week who's your nfl dummy of the week isn't that a finneran thing Dum Dum, yeah yeah brian Fennerin has this
0: as a feature I'm not sure about I hadn't heard him do it on the locker room show yet.
4: Yeah, might need to bring that back. I don't know. Yeah, yeah that was really good. I enjoyed that
0: dumb-dumb Just thing. hearing Finn lay into somebody. All right, so my dummy of the week in the NFL. Hmm. I'm going Cam Newton. <laughs> Did you see he was on this spot? Podcasts are getting people in a lot of trouble,
4: by the way. Yeah, everybody think they think uh, I'm not on the air. Nobody's listening to this, yeah, right? Yeah, I'll tell you what. The word's getting out. Cam, critical of women. On this podcast he
0: was on, uh, criticizing the women that, number one, can't cook. That annoys him. He thinks they should be in the kitchen. And then took it a step further and said some of these women just can't be quiet. They're always running their mouth.
2: Are you a dum-dum?
4: Sounds a little sexist to me. Yeah, I think he was running in his mouth and needed to uh, eventually be quiet in the middle of that statement. You know what I think this
0: is? Uh, I'm just going to take a guess and think... It sounds like a lame attempt at trying to be funny that backfires. You see this all the time. People trying to be funny. They say something expecting you to laugh, and you go, wow, man. I
4: yeah. can't believe you said that.
2: Look at what you did, dum-dum.
4: <laughs> Didn't get a laugh out of me. It, yeah, maybe he needs to work on his comedic timing if that's I'm what he was going for. i he offended a
0: lot of ladies out there.
4: I wouldn't be surprised. Well, some may have been... Offended by the recent play of Baker Mayfield. What do you make of Baker Mayfield and the Browns, the Browns and Baker Mayfield? What's going on? Well, I saw where he was saying he felt disrespected by the Cleveland Browns. Yeah. Didn't he
0: play like four years there? I mean, he was the starting quarterback. I mean,
4: we, we could go off on a tangent to this. Let's remember what the Browns were before Baker Mayfield got there. They went to those playoffs, what, the first or second year he was there, completely turned the franchise around. Now, it's been well, tough Well, they had to a lot of other good players helping him yeah, do that. not absolutely, absolutely fair. But Yeah, but he elevated a little yeah, bit in let's there. Let's remember what they were before he
0: got there. He struggled the last couple of years. but Well, he was hurt last season, and, and that's what he points out. Man, I was injured. I was playing last year hurt. You didn't see the real Baker Mayfield. Mayfield. I think what Baker needs, and, and I thought this ever since Georgia played Oklahoma in the college football playoffs. Remember in pregame, he ran through the Georgia team that was out loosening up, getting warmed up prior to the game. And he needed, and I thought at the time, needed a big slice of humble pie. Who was it? Which one of the Georgia players told him to humble himself? I mean, talk about being yeah. arrogant. He, uh, You looked up arrogant on the Internet, and there was Baker Mayfield's <laughs> picture in a geico commercial and here's the thing i don't get he felt disrespected by the browns because they traded for deshaun watson so baker heads up on this you are the only well you and your wife can't believe you're living in that stadium but you and your wife are the only living people in the united states of america that believe you're a better option than deshaun watson Now, he says he's looking forward to his next stop, where he can lead the organization. Uh, He might qualify for dummy number two with that comment right there. Are you a dum-dum? Lead an organization. Are you? Oh, please. Nobody's expecting him to do that. I hear... Most likely option is the Seahawks. We'll see. He can go hand it
4: off there under Pete Carroll. His leadership style may have worked a little bit better in college than it does in the NFL. Arrogant. Yeah. Well, moving on to uh, another AFC quarterback, Derek Carr. Big extension. big Big extension for Derek Carr coming from the Raiders. Good move by the Raiders. Good move by Derek Carr. Well, look around. There's still teams looking for a decent
0: quarterback. And I believe Derek Carr is a decent to good. Solid quarterback. Quarterback. But come on, man. The fifth highest paid quarterback in the league? That's sort of uh, laughable. Overpaid is what I think. I think it's a bad move.
4: There you go. That's the market dictating. And uh, if your quarterback extension doesn't work out, it really leaves your franchise in a tough spot. We'll move on to uh, the future. Looking ahead to the draft. Buck, a while ago, we saw Trayvon Walker, like, middle of the the first round. He's shooting up these mock drafts all over the place. How high can Trayvon Walker go in the draft? Will he actually go number one? We've seen that. No, he's not going number one.
0: Okay. I'll be stunned if that happens. That's the rule. I'm going to say he'll go by pick number seven. Well, that, that doesn't do me any good as a Falcons fan yeah, well, I think that's Falcons' luck. He will be off the board. Even if they decide, you know what, we're going to start drafting Georgia players. We hadn't done this in 50-something years, <laughs>
4: but we're going to do it this time. He'll be off the board by the Falcons at 8. Ah, I don't like that one, Buck. Move up. I'll move I'll I'll give a second-round pick. We'll move up. We'll, we'll see. Uh, former Georgia Bulldog, Hines Ward, in the news. getting Beginning his coaching career? I guess continuing his coaching career.
0: Yeah, he was an assistant at FIU. Yeah, okay. Down in Miami. And was with the Jets working previously to that. Okay, so, I didn't know that. You know. know, this is like this be year number 4 for Hines in the coaching circles, but good to see his name out there. One of the new XFL head coaches being an 18 league. He will be one of the head coaches. Not sure where, but listen at some of the other names that are the head coaches. Bob Stoops. Wade Phillips. I've heard of them. Jim Hazlitt. Mm -hmm. So I'm I'm happy for Hines. This is what he wants to do. I've got nothing but respect for Hines Ward. You're talking about Baker Mayfield being a leader. Hines Ward is a leader. There is no doubt about it. So wishing Hines the very best of luck in his coaching career in the XFL. There's your top five, (laughs) Buck.
2: top five on 680 The Fan. Atlanta's sports station.
0: Hey, did I say the fan app driven by Beaver Toyota? I think I did, but I didn't read the read. Your favorite fan shows on the fan app is driven by Beaver Direct, the fastest and easiest way to shop online. For your next vehicle, visit beavertoyotaofcoming.com and see what wow really means. You can download the fan app now in the iTunes and Google Play Store. And it's time for the Bulldog Roundtable
2: proud to be the official sports talk station of the Dogs, And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25-20, 15, 10 five, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Howe Group, Georgia Pack and Load, Triple-A, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ballgame. Georgia will win this ballgame. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM.
0: hobson and hobson newsmaker line and bring on our truest on up georgia bulldog insider today and that is the one and only josh brooks the J. reed parker director of athletics at the university of georgia josh always appreciate you coming on the blue show man
1: thanks bud good to talk to you
0: man you got to be busy we got g day coming up on saturday at one o'clock you must be excited
1: very excited. Glad to get uh, everybody back between the hedges It's Sanford as always to spend a Saturday together in Athens. But we have a lot going on this weekend. Everybody always, you know, primarily focus on football, which is understood. But got a lot of action right now. Actually, our uh, equestrian team is in Ocala, Florida, battling in the uh, Nationals right now, battling against TCU in the first round. So it's already the weekend has already started. Yeah, and the
0: baseball team's doing well. Been tracking them. One of the top teams in the SEC right now.
1: Yeah, and uh, when you when you look at baseball and softball combined, um, both of them, you know, there's there's so many polls in baseball and softball and college baseball and college softball, but both of them are, you know, anywhere between 12 and 15, 16, so they're both, you know, top 15 programs and um, been a lot of fun. And baseball started home tonight against A&M. Softball started a series on the road against Missouri. And then men's tennis is home this weekend, women's tennis on the road, so just a lot going on but a great time. Yeah, I want to
0: mention golf, too. Chris Hack doing a great job. How about all those players from Georgia on the PGA Tour playing in the Masters?
1: Oh, it's so great, and it's so nice to to support those guys, and uh, I get to make a run out to Augusta on Sunday, and, and just getting to say hello to a few guys and, you know, wish them well is so special, and then women's golf is actually, uh, I forgot to mention them, they're day two of the SECs right now, so and, and, and track and field will be going tomorrow in Florida. So this is that kind of crazy time of year where every it feels like every team is uh, just about competing. So it uh, definitely keeps your head on a swivel. But this is you know this is what we do, why we do what we do to to support our student athletes to get to watch them compete. Sounds like
0: fun from the outside looking in. You need a twin brother. At uh, this point in time so your two basketball hires you've been busy on the basketball side too mike white great to have him on the show a few weeks ago and he got some good news yesterday i see where carrie oquendo is coming back
1: yeah you know um this is always a tough part of the process where you want to be respectful of student athletes to give them an the opportunity to um pursue other opportunities because you know change is coming but i think uh i think coach is, is really building the program and um, just has to probably be patient because there's, a you know, this this new portal process, obviously, um, you know, it's it's a new frontier in college athletics, but it's just part of the process. And that's true on the women's side as well. We're we're going to have some visits in this weekend on both the men's and women's side. And I think we'll start seeing those rosters start um, filling up here soon.
0: It's got to be tough on these coaches moving their entire family and uh, relocating. Uh, how's Coach White doing with that?
1: He's doing great, and you know, same thing with uh, with Coach Abe as well. And, you, and it's always tough to ask someone. You know, we always get caught up in there thinking it's just the coach, but it's the coach, it's their assistants, anyone they bring with them, and their family. So you're, um, you know, you're asking a lot of people to uproot and move their families to somewhere. But, but at the same time, this is one of the easiest selling uh, pitches I could ever make to get to convince someone to come to Athens, Georgia. I mean, it's it's uh, obviously a phenomenal university. Athens, great place to live, close to Atlanta you get everything you want so it's pretty much the easiest selling pitch i've ever done in all my life of, of convincing someone to move to athens georgia so yeah that was just you do- doing a good job yeah <laughs> well and it, it,
0: it you tell know, us tell it, us about the women's coach uh, coach abe now former uh, bulldog right coming in from ucf tell us about her
1: yeah she is just a winner in in every definition of the word and she does things the right way. She's good. She's a, she believes in empowering young women and, and developing them not just on the court but in life. But if you look at her track record, the success she's had, and now being able to take over this program with the storied success and the, and the resources we're providing her, I think she's going to uh, really help uh, continue the, the tradition of Georgia women's basketball and build upon it and keep growing. And, and we're expecting very big things from her and her staff. I am so excited. Uh, to get her going, Josh, what kind of crowd do you
0: expect at G Day on Saturday? How do you prepare for that?
1: Yeah, you know that's the that's the tough thing, right? Because um you know, Coach Mark's first year, we had the issue where we had 93k, and you, you're turning people away at the gates, and you're, you know, you're worried about the fire marshal and all that. So we've had to implement some strategies to be able to regulate it to where we don't have a situation where we're ever turning anyone away or worried about. Issues with the fire marshal or safety. Because, you know, look, like at the end of the day, safety is always, any event we put on, safety is the number one priority. And then that's just the, the bottom line. So with that, you know, we've done the, before we did, uh, you know, last year, uh, G-Day, we had restricted capacity. The year before it was canceled, the year before that, we did the the pass system. And this year, um, mimicking what we did last year, we felt like, all right, five bucks is a very fair amount to charge. The money's going to the local charities chosen by the student-athletes. And that regulates it to where people don't just sign up to take 10 or 12 tickets. They really think through it before they just go ahead and, and, and gobble up tickets. But I think it'll be a great crowd. Um, hopefully the weather cooperates. And, uh, you know, it's going to be a big day for recruits, not just football. But like I said, we've got some basketball recruits coming in on both both sides of the aisle. And, uh, you know, it's a great day to show off athletes in this university. So I'm expecting a great crowd. Um, we'll see what the what the final number is as, as we uh, – You know, as we kick off uh, Saturday. But I think it's going to be a really, really good crowd.
0: A lot of talk going around at the coffee shop about a ring presentation. Is this a secret? Is this something? uh, What can you tell us?
1: I'll leave that up to the coaches and student athletes. Yeah. I'll let that be their uh, their deal. But I know there's a lot of people excited, and and we're going to be going through that process where, you know, student athletes always come first in this. And then the next step for us will be, you know, everybody in the department here that, you know, the individuals that would get them as well. But the student-athletes in this center always come first. You know, it's not them, so they'll have their day first, and then uh, we're about to rest us afterwards.
0: Sounds good. Well, uh, I'm looking forward to being there on Saturday, checking out the new Bulldog team, and we appreciate all you do, Josh. Thanks so much for coming on today.
1: Thanks, Buck. Appreciate you. Y'all have a great day, and as always, go dogs.
0: Go dogs. Josh Brooks, J. Reed Parker, Director of Athletics at the University of Georgia.
1: All right, we'll come back on the other side. I got a
0: little talk about Alabama on the football field there, uh... And I'm real happy in one area of the team. We'll talk about that next. Is Buck Belucho Show here on The Fan, 680 and nine? 9- hey, everybody. Buck Baloo here. And as a recent customer of Jim Ellis Automotive and a longtime friend of the vice president, Stacey Ellis, man, I know Jim Ellis Automotive Group takes pride in being a family-owned and operated business. I saw it firsthand. When Stacy's granddad, Jim Ellis, founded the company back in 71, his goal was to treat every customer like family by offering a car buying experience that was both easy and fully transparent. 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive, where you can always expect the best.
3: a $5 minimum balance
0: required. 23-7. Welcome back to the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan, better known as The Reed Show. Got The Fan's 13th annual green card, which is going to drop tomorrow morning at 9 a.m. And you want to get your hands on this thing. We're going to hook you up with five rounds of golf with a cart for only $199. Five rounds at just 199 some of the best clubs in Atlanta. Cherokee Run, Harbor Club, Heritage, Collins Hill, Wolf Creek. These things are going to sell out fast. Remember, tomorrow morning, 9 a.m., they go on sale at 680thefan.com. i got to get my hands on one of those. Hard to get around 680. They're under lock and key, DT. And they sell you out You do the golf show. Quickly. Any chance you can get one of these for me? You would think, huh? Yeah, and join Brian Katrick in the golf show the Sunday for a live broadcast at Fairway Social in Alpharetta. If you hadn't been there, you need to check it out, a 13,000-square-foot entertainment venue where you can play over 100 of the world's most iconic and beautiful golf courses on 11 state-of-the-art full-swing simulators. Let's get to a college football nugget.
2: Mm, tasty time for the college football nugget presented by your locally owned and operated Ace Hardware. Find your neighborhood store at acehardware.com.
0: let's talk over in Tuscaloosa, Alabama. A lot of talk about these young wide receivers and the growing pains that, well, they're having with Bryce Young, their outstanding quarterback, a lot of drop passes going on. Now he likes their work. Got to get better, though. Got to pick it up. It was an issue at the end of last season. Now, ex-Dog Jermaine Burton had six or seven catches in the second scrimmage last week. So he stepped up. He looks like Young's new go-to wide receiver. Heavily criticized by Dog fans for making the transfer. But I think it's a shrewd move for Jermaine Burton got the Natty Championship ring last year at Georgia. Now he goes to Alabama as Bryce Young's go-to wide receiver. They're going to throw it 40 times a game. He's going to catch 70 to 80 balls, and his stock is going to go up as far as the NFL draft goes. We'll keep an eye on A-Day this weekend and see what those young receivers are doing. Final word. Well, my new book, Inside the Hedges, drops on Saturday. I'll be signing at the UGA Bookstore starting at 10 a.m. Hope you'll... You're making your way over to G-Day. Hope you'll come by and say hello. Pick up one of the books. If not, you can go to insidethehedges.com and pre-order the thing. Order it right now. They'll be shipping that out over the weekend. It's going to do it for the Buck Show For Gillespie and Nerney and Thomas, we're hoping you have a great rest of the day, everybody. Thank you, Buck. family-owned and operated automotive group and today third generation family members like Stacy along with more than 1,700 dedicated team members are working hard to uphold the values Jim Ellis Automotive was founded on and that's why Jim Ellis has been around for over 50 years. Enjoy the advantages of buying your next vehicle from a family-owned and operated dealership. Visit JimEllis.com or stop by any of their 20 dealerships located throughout Metro Atlanta. Jim Ellis Automotive where you can always expect the best.